Good afternoon. A nice rainy afternoon we have today. Um, today we have with us Dr. Or, sorry, Camille Fenwick. She is a physical therapist. She has her doctorate in physical therapy. That's why I call her doctor. Um, she's with Indie Women Physical Therapy. And today um, on live with Dr. Nancy, we're going to talk about diastasis recti. She's going to kind of tell us what it is. Um, hopefully what, how to know if you do have it and uh, what to do about it. So um, Camille, you want to take it away? Sure, I sure can. Hi, I'm Camille from Any Women Physical Therapy. And just a little kind of quick little little intro about kind of what I do at my clinic is I treat a lot of women's health issues. Um, so I'm a little bit different from your typical kind of physical therapy practice out there. So I deal with a lot of pregnancy-related pain, postpartum recovery, um, incontinence, pelvic pain issues, uh, painful intercourse. Um, so I'm not your typical kind of physical therapy practice out there. I do kind of specialize in some of those kind of hush-hush topics that women don't always want to maybe talk about. So that's kind of why they come and see me. Um, but I would say that my biggest clientele that I treat is that postpartum mom. That's probably really my favorite clientele because I feel like we kind of go for that six-week checkup with our doctor after having baby and so much emphasis is kind of placed on the on, on the baby and not my, not maybe us so much as moms. So um, I think that's a good time to really kind of catch mom to kind of work on some of those issues like we need to really address. Um, and so um, as as a lot of you guys know out there that that do know me or don't know me, I'm a huge um, you know advocate for women coming to get kind of help at that six week checkup and kind of you know asking more questions and kind of really get to know more about their body and kind of how to really focus on you know healing themselves. Um, as well as focusing on the baby. So, but I would say that um, the biggest um, diagnoses that I get kind of asked about as far as ways to kind of get better after having baby is that abdominal separation. And I get a lot of phone calls or, you know, emails, and it can kind of be for a number of reasons. Sometimes women, you know, want to know, I still have this kind of, you know, belly pooch and I still feel like I look pregnant. Um, how can I kind of change that? Or sometimes they want to want to get back into the gym or just kind of be more, you know, active and want to know how to kind of strengthen things a little bit better or kind of, or the, the, the like right way, so to speak. So that's kind of where I feel like um, there's that gap kind of between having baby and then getting back into what you love doing, whether it's running or going to the gym or just hanging out with your kids, trying to kind of bridge that gap is kind of needed out there so we can kind of progress mom safely without further, further injury or further potential issues kind of as they get older as well. Um, so what it actually is, is um, when you have, when you're pregnant, your abdominal muscles stretch a pretty good amount. So there's a little bit of um, connective tissue that runs down the front of your abdominal muscles. Um, it's called your linea alba. And that little tissue kind of gets stretched. And so what happens is that um, we kind of need our, you know, rectus um, abdominis muscle, which is kind of our six-pack muscle that we tend to really think of when we kind of think of that six-pack. But that muscle is what kind of gets a little bit separated when we're pregnant. And it pretty much happens to, you know, every, every pregnant woman out there. Um, and some women after baby will kind of, it'll kind of close back up on its own, or sometimes it's still kind of open and kind of needs help to kind of work on getting that area stronger again. Um, but basically what happens is that when that little linea alba, that little separation in the in our six-pack muscle kind of opens up, we kind of lose our ability to kind of withstand kind of transfer or kind of load. So when we go to lift our kids, for example, or lift that stroller, we kind of lose some of that transfer um, stability kind of through our core muscle. 
So that's where we kind of really want to work on kind of getting that muscle a little bit stronger. Um, symptoms might be like if you get up from the bed, you may see like a little doming or like a little coning kind of like along your, um, you know, ab muscles or, or like a gap either well. Or maybe if you're doing, you know, sit-ups, you may see like a little bit of that kind of doming. Um, so basically what we want to think more about is um, – for so long, we thought about that, the you know, gap itself, we wanted to really close that gap. And that was like 10 years ago, but kind of we had to really go by. Um, nowadays, the last three or four years, roughly, we've had more research that talks more about, it's not so much about the you know, gap itself, but kind of how are the muscles working underneath that gap. So how is the muscle um, integrity under that? So when someone comes in to, to see me, um, we'll, we'll look and see like how many fingers width is that gap. Um, anything more than about two fingers width distance is considered to be uh, a you know something to be um, concerned about. But I also want to look at how the muscles are doing underneath. So I'll look and have them do maybe sit ups or have them do certain lifting their uh, car seat and kind of see um, you know with their baby and see kind of okay how are they managing that pressure? Are we seeing that doming with these kind of activities? And so what I'm kind of feeling for with that little dome area or that little, um, you know, linea um, alba is, is it, does it feel like the, you know, muscles are kind of kicking in? So does it feel kind of like that trampoline type feel under my fingers? Or is it more kind of like more of a kind of uh, loosey-goosey, you know, kind of a, you know, mushy kind of feel under the abs? And so a way that we want to... Um, kind of get that muscle to really kick in is by using our pelvic floor and um, our transverse ab muscles. And our transverse abdominals muscle, it's a deeper muscle that runs, um, kind of acts as like a, you know, back brace for our back. So it kind of runs across our stomach horizontally and, and, and actually attaches to our back. And then our pelvic floor muscle is a muscle that we would use, of course, to stop urine or to stop gas, that type thing. But as we get those muscles, those muscles actually work hand in hand together. So when we actually... Um, use those muscles when we're doing resistive type exercise or picking up our kids, whatever, you're going to kind of make that tension in your abs kick on more. Um, and there's also with thinking about as we breathe, that's also a very important part of that picture as well. So kind of how, thinking about how our core muscles work, thinking about as we um, inhale, and I'll kind of show it with my hands a little bit. As we inhale, our diaphragm drops down up here on top, pelvic floor drops down and our abs stretch out in front. And as we exhale, things tend to kind of come back up again where they kind of should be basically. So we want to kind of, kind of use that to our ad advantage when we're doing things. So when we're doing lifting activities, whatever, think about, you know, trying to like blow out and then exhale and then use those muscles to kind of help give everything nice, good, good support. Um, so I have a little ball actually. So I'm kind of demo. So it's not so much about, um, uh, so it's, it's kind of more about posture and breathing as well as kind of getting those muscles far because they kind of all go hand in hand. So I'm going to show a little ball here. Can you see this? Okay. This I can right? see that. Yeah. yeah. So imagine up here's our diaphragm down here is our pelvic floor and the front is our, our ab muscles, right? So if we go to lift our baby or, or uh, whatever around the house and we, we're going to hold our breath and bear down, you kind of see where the pressure goes. Right. It kind of goes out in front and then down, right? Same thing if we try to kind of suck in our, our abs, trying to, you know, look skinny, um, that kind of thing. Same thing. We kind of, that kind of, kind of comes in and that pressure kind of comes down as well. So thinking about how we kind of manage this pressure is going to help that um, separation to kind of heal a little bit better. So I'm not putting just that kind of constant pressure 
outward to make it kind of worse. So thinking about kind of tweaking how we're doing certain things um, throughout our day as well. So if we're hanging out with our baby and it's in front of our chest, are we kind of keeping our stomach muscles kind of stretched out with it? Or are we thinking about those more engaged when we're doing those kind of things? And that's something, so kind of more, and that's something you train the women on in your practice? Yeah. So everybody is kind of unique in that everybody kind of has different goals too. So, you know, the first step is just kind of getting that um, connection back as far as breathing, muscles kind of working um, the, the correct way. Um, so we don't go straight into like doing sit-ups or burpees. Those kind of come later. We don't want to do too much too soon, right? Right. So just kind of waking up those muscles, um, kind of getting that kind of going first, and then we can kind of tweak as we go along and then kind of make it a good program for, for them. So everybody is like a really unique kind of puzzle that they want to get back into running or with their job requirements they have to lift with their job or whatever they're doing, we can kind of puzzle piece it together and kind of make it a, a you know, really good program just for them. Great. Yeah. Do you, um, do you have some do's and don'ts for people um, with diastasis, things they absolutely cannot do, they shouldn't be doing um, if they do have a separation? I would say the you know, main thing is that when you're, come out on your first postpartum and, you know, you've been given that and you're at six weeks to be given that kind of clearance to go. That's when you don't want to go all out. That's when you want to kind of go and just kind of get the muscles to kind of wake up. And then we can kind of modify from there as far as what we want to do. Um, I never say never do anything because at some point we can get back to doing those kind of higher level type exercises. But at the, those first, you know, a few months after baby, and really up until that first year, you really have to kind of modify what you're doing so you just don't overdo and then put more pressure out and that, not be able to really manage that pressure the, the like, correct way. So um, and you mentioned two-finger widths. Um, beyond that is kind of the bad part. Um, how does somebody know if they're in that zone of the bad, you know, where they should be seen? Well, I think if we kind of – if I work with somebody and they're having a hard time um, – keeping that domain kind of under control. So if I'm giving them things to work on, pretty simple things, and they're having a hard time with that after a while, or maybe they're having some like pain issues that just maybe aren't going away, um, along with some more of that kind of weakness that just isn't really um, helping. That can kind of tell me that, um, you know, maybe we need to kind of think more about, um, and I don't really recommend surgery off the bat, like, Typically, like if they're more than like four fingers, I mean, that's a good sign that they'll probably will need some kind of a surgical consult. But I really kind of look more at, you know, firing those muscles when we're doing certain things and can they keep that pressure under control? So each one will be a little different with how I, what I might tell them to do or not to do. Right. Based on their symptoms. And then how does somebody really tell if they have a diastasis? Well, there's, of course, people love to like Google stuff, right? So there's all kinds of stuff out there on how to do it. But basically what you do is just lay on your back and you put your fingers right above where your you know, belly button is and kind of do like a little chin tuck. And you may feel like a little bit of the, like a little gap between the, your muscles. Um, and I would really recommend that somebody that kind of really knows how to measure that, kind of do that instead of kind of guessing because you don't want to you know, kind of try it on yourself and then become upset because you think maybe it's more than what it really actually is, or maybe the muscles are engaged. And even though there's a gap there, you know, we maybe shouldn't worry so much about the gap because if the muscles are firing, that's a pretty good sign. Right. So have you seen diastasis where it's just at the top and not the bottom? 
I have. I've seen yeah. some of that as well. Yeah. And I think that's where you kind of have to tweak. Like if that's kind of where it is, some like, you know, overhead activities. Because when you're doing those kind of, you know, overhead activities, that's kind of where that like kind of rip flare kind of comes into play. And so yeah. kind of tweaking posture as far as kind of keeping like your um, ribs over your pelvis. So you're not like in that kind of arch back kind of spot when you're doing certain things, which can kind of open up that spot, that space okay. a little bit more. And then what about the difference between like a umbilical hernia? Because some people will see that and think that it's the diastasis or are they hand in hand or how does that work? I've seen them kind of hand in hand and I can kind of, I can normally kind of feel when somebody has one and some, some people, you know, like their doctor will say it's pretty small, just kind of monitor, don't really need surgery, but patients that maybe want to get back into like, you know, CrossFit, for example, and they have that, um, then, you know, they're going to have to have some kind of surgery if they really want to continue with what they're doing. Right. So, um, so there can be cases where I can actually feel it and see it soon. Then we just kind of modify what they're doing. So we just don't go all out, of course, with those folks. Right. Right. So it exactly. kind of depends on each person, what they want to accomplish. And um, in my practice, I've seen some women with diastasis that were actually pregnant. Um, that we're really concerned about the, you know, being able to push during labor and things like that. Um, do you see that too in yours? You know, I do. I have seen some, um, and I'm really in every pregnant woman was going to have one to, you know, some extent. So um, I really haven't heard a lot about uh, the like connection between um, if it really interferes with being able to kind of push the baby out. I haven't, don't really know the research about that. I haven't heard a lot myself that it kind of interferes with any of that. I had um, uh, one patient, they were, her doctors were trying to figure out how to hold her together. And so they were talking about wrapping a sheet around her while she's in labor. And I said, well, let's try some rock tape. So we uh -huh. taped it and um, she said she could feel how the tape was holding it in place when she was actually in labor. So um, it really worked for her. Um, yeah, well, cool. During yeah, labor. yeah I, we don't see that very often, but, um, yeah. but when we do, it was kind of neat. Well, um, do you have any more tips you want to leave any, with anyone about the diastasis recti before we sign off? Um, just to really, um, if you have any questions about, you know, kind of like say for, for yours, you know, if you have any questions about maybe your particular situation, I'll just really recommend this to really go see a women's health physical therapist. It doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody out there. But just if, if you're questioning, I think just for like, you know, peace of mind and just to kind of really learn the right things to work on just to really go and get checked out by somebody who really knows what to really look for. It can kind of give you specific things based on your life and what okay. you really want to do as far as after baby and safely get back to that. So just doing Kegels and sit-ups aren't going to fix it, are they? No, it's a whole body approach. There's a right. whole lot more to it than just Kegels or sit-ups or any of that. There's a whole lot more kind of to it there. So right. for sure. Sure. Camille, thank you so much. I'm going to put your website up again. I keep putting it up, and it covers your face. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. You tell okay. Okay. Women PT, <laughs> um, and she's a fabulous uh, physical therapist for women. I refer quite a few patients over there for help. Um, so if you do have a diastasis recti, or other, and um, she didn't mention the three Ps, but um, check out her website. There's a really neat um, blog about that. If you have any of those things, then definitely, you know, check Camille out. She'll get you working again. <laughs> okay, thank thank you. you for having me. Oh, thanks again, Camille. I really appreciate it and enjoy this rainy day. <laughs> okay, you too. <laughs>